110 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the football field. We don't want to coach average. We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome back, everybody. Buckeye Bar guys here on Buckeye Bar Talk. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Today's date is uh, Thursday, October 21st, uh, 2021. And uh, we are a couple days away from the Indiana game, night game. It's like it's sweet, sweet revenge, but we beat them last year, you know? Yeah, like, no. <laughs> it's the weirdest feeling because I'm like, the Buckeyes have to be so amped to like just drill these guys and get vengeance, but it's like we didn't lose last year. Yeah. I like how Day put on his radio show today that it's like, well, we get, we let them back in the game at the end or however you worded it. I mean, I'm messing up the quote, but uh, we were handling them pretty easily in the, the first half. Yeah. And- it's like you, you got to get vengeance for a moral victory on their no. part. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into that here uh, shortly. Uh, just wanted to touch on uh, just a couple things, uh, college football, Buckeye recruiting, and then uh, just in the, the world of uh, my favorite soundbite down in Baton Rouge. Uh, but uh, so uh, Buckeye's got two commits this week. Uh, it seems like it's been five years since they've gotten. It's anyway. been a long time. I mean, yeah, it's always funny. It's, I mean, maybe this happens um, in other, uh, colleges around the the country and stuff but uh you know um it just seems like they get a bunch they get a whole bunch and then they go dead for a while and then they get another bunch so it's like you know we're we're kind of maybe we're in a bunch i don't know we might get a maybe we'll get a couple more here in the next couple days who knows yeah Uh, and then a lot of buckeye fans start freaking out like the sky's falling because they haven't had a boom in a while yeah um so uh they uh so uh commits were uh big time commit defensive end uh i believe that's first pass rusher for this class coming up or second yeah no it's the first pass rusher i mean there is some speculation out there that um one of the linebackers possibly could be too big for the position gay powers and maybe he moves down to end somewhere in his career but as of right now yes this is their first um legitimate pass rusher or edge rusher that they got yeah, so uh, that was uh, Kenyatta Jackson uh, Jr. out of Miami. Uh, so big, uh, big get for the Buckeyes there. Uh, liked what he said, uh, you know, talking about, you know, he wants to pretty much be the next Bosa or, you know, Chase. Uh, so uh, looked good. Saw some of his, uh, you know, just film and stuff passed around on uh, Twitter. So uh, definitely uh, looks the part coming out of high school oh yeah so absolutely definitely would uh can't wait to see him with the scarlet of gray uh it's a really big uh you know pass rusher or edge rusher defensive end class very top heavy so you at least gotta nail down one of these guys being ohio state having you know the pedigree that larry johnson does so it's a big get yeah it's a big get for them of course you know you would like to pair him with uh like a shamar stewart or inai white um the Mario Boers out there. There's a ton of guys that are still out there, but you need to get one. So it's yeah. a big deal to get him. So, I mean, it's, it's a step in the right direction. Hopefully they finish strong with, yeah. you know, with this class, with the defensive ends. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so offensive side of the ball, uh, Avery Henry, uh, offensive tackle. He's, uh, listed as, uh, uh, so he'll be, uh, coming in. Um, he committed. So, 
it's nice to see offensive lineman. I know I forget what town out of Ohio he's out of, but he's from Ohio. So uh, it's, I looked it up the I other got, day. It's a small. It's a small town. I know that. I uh, got it. Up. Hold on. Give me one second. Is I think it's small town, or is it close to Dayton? I don't. St. Clairsville. St. Clairsville. Um. So I mean, always love when we get offensive lineman. Um, I'm always a. Big fan of also when we pull kids out of the state of Ohio. It's one position group. You know, you get plenty of in Ohio. Um, so right now I'm fine with what they did. I, I know there's been some, unlike, uh, you know, Kenyatta Jackson, there's been some more like uh mixed bag when it comes to the fan base. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that they, uh, I, I don't know. I guess I just judge offensive linemen differently because I, I just think about more, it's, to me, it's more how they are, how they end up producing as a group than necessarily what their stars are. I know everybody, I mean, I like, I love the five-star high four-star kids too. I love the flashy kids who uh, on those stars, but you want to get the best five out there. So if they think he fits, then, you know, I'm fine with what he's at because it doesn't matter what he looks like next year. It's going to matter what he looks like in a couple years, you know, and, you know, I know Stud gets a lot of grief from the fan base on, you know, some of the, that, you know, he's probably the one coach that, you know, seems to, to miss a little bit more on, you know, bigger name. He can't close national. That tackles. doesn't have any, uh, you know, you know, closeness to Ohio State, it seems like, you know, and, you know, Shiano obviously got a lot more credit for MPF than he does because, you know, that he was the primary recruiter for him. Um, but still. Outside of, you know, the one Prince, you know, his year, usually Studs Offense Alliance have always performed and mm -hmm. performed pretty well. So, like, that's the other aspect of coaching. I mean, it seems like every year they're considered a top three, top four offensive line in the country. This year doesn't seem like it's any different. So, yeah. like, you know, so, yeah, you get he also recruited Dewan Jones and, you know, he's looking as one of the best tackles in the country right now. I, be interesting to see how he looks against you know better competition coming down the stretch but still so it's just two sides of everything you know yeah there's the recruiting aspect but there's also the coaching and playing aspect and i i've never felt like that i've doubted his ability to develop his talent so what i heard about stud and i can't remember who said it it might have been um like bill landis and ari on their show i really i really can't remember who said this though but it's kind of funny when you think about it is Stud is a much better interior offensive line recruiter, and he's a much better um, offensive tackle developer, though. Yeah. Which I, I mean, you know, you you can say that right now. Matt Jones looks pretty good. Um, Wyatt Davis and uh, why can't I think of his name? Myers, Josh Myers. Like, I mean, they ended up pretty darn good. You know, they, yeah. they were high draft picks. So, I mean, there's definitely a debate to that but it just it's it's kind of funny when you think about it because it's like the high rated stars you know they end up mostly on the interior offensive line but his tackles actually do a really good job on the field yeah exactly so sometimes i think that some of the credit criticism towards him is a little misguided just because offensive alignment uh, to me offensive line always is like the one place where you know it's so hard to come in as a freshman and you have no idea. Like it is the one thing where development is in the off season is, is, is critical as anywhere. Like, yeah, you know, right. I mean, 
they end up gaining more weight. They end up, you know, just becoming more polished. And I think his coaching skills combined with how, you know, well, Mari- some of them have to lose weight. Yeah. Mari- how Mariotti deals with their bodies, you know, like Mariotti gets these, I mean, if they're tackle bodies, offensive line bodies, he gets them into the playing weight that they need to be at. And it seems like stud does enough to get them to where they need to be then, yeah. you know, playing wise. So he develops them fine. And to me that, at the end of the day, that is the biggest thing is that, you know, if there are a five, four star kid, but they don't look that great or the, the line is just random offensive linemen that just don't gel with each other, then that's not good neither. Right now. And I mean, of course you want to, you know, hit on five star linemen every, you want to hit five stars, you know, in every position group. That's yeah, not, exactly. it's not like you want to miss on those kids, but at the same time, you know, if, yeah, if you don't have depth, you better get, you know, some home runs, which Ohio State has depth right now. Um, but also, like, you want to have time to, you know, develop the kids, get no, them physically ready. Exactly. So I I think they'll be okay. I mean, sometimes these kids don't ever see the field and they transfer somewhere else. And then you, but, you know, they end up a placeholder. You get them for depth that yeah. you, you're you fine maybe for the next two years, but you need a body if something goes wrong. Yeah. And then you, you get a better recruit next year yeah. and the kid might go elsewhere. So. I mean, I I hope he doesn't go anywhere else. I mean, I've heard the kid's been Mr. or not Mr. Ohio, but all Ohio for two years. So yeah. seems like he's a pretty damn good lineman. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's for whatever reason, it's a state that produces really good offensive linemen, but there's just not a lot of bells and whistles that come with it. So it's like a lot of people. I think if you're an offense, if you're a defense, decent offense alignment in the state of Ohio with the few exceptions, like you're like automatically guaranteed a three star. Like, you know, that's like, you know, these scouting services, like, well, I'm not going to make it out to St. Clairsville to watch and play. So here's a three star. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the kid's six, six over 300 pounds. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. I think he, I, like I said, if they think he was worthy of a scholarship, then they gave it to him. And uh, so, yeah, let's bring it on. Good. Um. All right. Coach Ogeron is been terminated, but he's finishing out the year, finishing out the year. So we might get a couple more sound bites. I don't know. Uh, I always love to sound bites. All hell could break loose from now to then. Who knows? And the best part is terminated after a touchdown win against a ranked opponent. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know where that came from, but uh, obviously they've been wanting to get rid of O for a while. Yeah. They were, I think they were a little nervous that he might turn the season <laughs> around. Uh, Cause you know, I mean, they still only have one loss, right? Or they have two now. Oh, they got three. Oh, do they? Uh, why do I think they, only they lost to the UCLA? They lost to well, Kentucky. I knew, UCLA. And, oh, I knew um, about Kentucky. Who else they lose to? They lost another one. Um, okay. I knew about Kentucky, but uh, okay. So they have a few losses, but like they, uh, yeah, they're no good. You know, the thing with, uh, I think the more interesting thing that's out of this is just that, you know, and I mean, obviously we're going to get more into this as the season goes on to, there, there are some real possibilities that there's going to be some wild jobs open this year. And because I mean, LSE, LSU and USC are both open. Um, but yeah. who ends up taking those jobs and what does that open up is going to be some interesting uh trans could transpire a lot of stuff and then you on top of that you know i think mullen is not a shoe he's not a yeah no especially losing to lsu and like they're gonna lot. get they're gonna get pummeled by georgia yeah 
There's a lot of uh, people that want him out down there. Is um, that next week? When does that get? It's usually it's coming up in the next week or two. It's either is it, or is it the first week of November normally? Let me let me check on that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's next week. Oh, the thirtieth is going to be a really good day. Good week. I mean, I think that's that's going to be a, a a just a beat down. I think George is just going to kill them. But um, so yeah, so he uh, so Mullen, I don't think is uh. His job ain't safe, in my opinion. So then, you know, there's talks that Mel Tyker might be, you know, that LSU might be favoriting him. You know, there's talks about LSU possibly with, uh, you know, with uh, Jimbo over at A&M, you know, so Sparty or if, I mean, if that's true, you could have Sparty or, you know, A&M opened, you know, and even if Florida moves, there's a possibility there does franklin go somewhere you know what happens with penn state you know and then you got luke well franklin apparently is the number one guy for both usc and lsu yeah which kind of surprised on that but i mean i guess he's flashy uh he would be a flashy hire it's just i've never been that impressed i think he'd fit in well at florida if that opened up yeah i could see that um you know we kind of talked about this a little bit, a little bit just off the, off the, you know, podcast that, you know, and I don't think this would happen, but you know, I mean, when does Debo decide that he wants to possibly cash in, you know, for a bigger job, his chips that, you know, I mean, it's always been assumed that uh, he really wants Alabama down the road, but I mean, Nick doesn't seem like he's retiring anytime soon. So like, the, does he finally decide like if the, if the right offer comes around and it'd be like, you know, if, LSU would turn around and be like, we'll give you eight, nine, 10 million a year. Come coach here. Like, mm-hmm. does he turn that down? Does he turn Florida down? Like, you know, I mean, if there's a better job out there than Clemson, which I'm not again, not trying to insult the Clemson fans. A lot of the sec jobs are there, better. There than are Clemson. better, much better jobs out there than Clemson. So yeah, I don't, if the money's the same or even a little bit, if he gets a raise, I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you go to a spot where you can be better at, I don't know why not. Yeah. I mean, there's been talks that, uh, there's been talks that Manny Diaz is going to be out at Miami and, you know, cause that open up, you know, crystal ball possibly yeah. coming back across country and that would open up Oregon. Like, you know, I mean, and then the, there has, because he's performing and if he, I mean, he still has his, some tough games coming down the stretch, but you know, there is now some rumors that there's, couple nfl teams that are possibly looking at a hardball and he i would have to imagine like there's been some talks about possibly the raiders if the raiders would come knocking i would think the jim Harbaugh at the end of the season like like i would have a see him the only way i would see him possibly staying at michigan and not going to like the league would be if he ends up beating us like yeah, yeah the, i would think it would be hard for him press that then say i got over my uh my osu who uh you know my osu nightmare so uh peace out i'm out like yeah i i i but i could see him doing it um but i mean i don't know i think for the raiders i mean if you're gonna go any direction to replace kind of like the disaster you just had there you know that's probably a very safe person to go with as crazy as jim harbaugh is he's not you know i don't think jim harbaugh is uh very controversial in his uh private life so and i I mean people can go back to you know sleepovers with recruits and as strange as that is i don't think you're going to uncover a bunch of emails from jim harbaugh with racist and uh, homophobic you know 
or like you know I language don't know. in it. Yes, yeah, so, you know usually like our ex coach see him at the bar. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is getting like lap dances and not like pushing the girls off of yeah. him. So, um, but so. There really could be a lot. Of, I mean, there could be a lot of interesting things that happen here. You know, Penn State opens up. Is that Luke's job? Like, does Luke say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to have to play Ohio State every year. And that could be a, an emotional issue for Luke. But does he take that chance? You well, know, that's and a, then Mel Tucker. I mean, if I was Mel Tucker, I would I would give a <coughs> if I'm thought of in those circles, I would give a real hard thought to leave a Michigan State even after two years. It's you know? definitely it's uh it's definitely a way big jump up in the world. If somehow if you go get LSU and you know, like you better be ready to perform. I mean, you're not gonna get as many breaks as you would at Michigan State, but uh, yeah. I think you gotta take a you gotta take a real hard look. Yeah, if Florida making that LSU jump. or you know, if Jimbo ends, I mean. There's rumors that Jimbo's buyouts like nothing and or whatever that you I don't know. I don't think he really has a buyout. So like I think he can walk. And there's uh you know what their ex ads there. So like the one that hired him. So like you know is that open that up? Does Jimbo just be like yeah, I'm going to Baton Rouge and you know? Yeah, I don't. And the, I just and then like Luke Fickle. I mean, at some point, Luke Fickle's got to move on with his career. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think Cincinnati like. If, I think, if everything plays out how it is, I I still think they're going to be on the outside looking in this year. Yeah, uh, and I don't think the Big Twelve, when you lose Oklahoma and you lose Texas, you're losing a whole lot of luster in that conference. I mean, how much respect is he going to get? I don't think he's going to go undefeated with Cincinnati in the Big Twelve. And one loss Cincinnati in the Big Twelve is that even if they're a conference champ, probably aren't getting in the playoff. Even though like Cincinnati is not like you know top level power five um he's a very picky coach though so like like you know i mean he didn't want the pit job you know oh he's not putting himself in a bad position like i don't think you know and and the houston job wasn't a bad job so but i don't think he's like tom herman that's just like yep that i'm using houston as my stepping stone i right. think you know i mean i think he said that about but tom Cincinnati. did well at houston i could see that him say that it would be very interesting i don't think he's a very picky coach i think he's a kind of a really down the earth coach that he feels like that that right now he's okay with cincinnati so possibly he might be willing to stick at cincinnati for the big 12 move yeah i could see that as a possibility because then it's like you're competing against ohio state but you're not competing in on the field against ohio state cincinnati's be a real good school but i mean 2019 out of all his games that he, that's like the one game that really sticks out that like he as a coach didn't even want to be a part. I mean, you know, like they, and I don't, I think that's an emotional, sometimes I really do think that might be an emotional issue for him that, you know, that's your school that, I mean, he literally gave how much the university, and I, I don't know if he could get over that, but if he stayed at Cincinnati, I mean, yes, maybe every now and then Ohio state schedules a home and home against them. Cause now they're a power five. So yeah. Okay. You play Ohio state every now and then you might have to play them once in a while, maybe in a playoff or whatever, yeah. but, or maybe in a bowl game, but Penn state, you're playing them every year. And so like, you know, and I don't want think he wants to have his career defined by that because if he can't beat Ohio state, then like, 
does in a couple of years if Ryan Day decide to move on, then does he automatically lose out on the Ohio State job because people are like, well, lesser coaches and Luke Fickle have not been able to beat Ohio State. Yeah, and those guys are not thought about as possibly taking over the job neither. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, honestly, I mean, you. Urban Meyer is the only one that was really, you know, yeah. with the shoe on the other foot. It's just then some things might scree- creep into the board of, you know, the trustees and, you know, the athletic department. But like, well, he had that w- one year at Ohio State. He wasn't great. And, you know, now he's he can't beat us. He can't play us in a close game, you know, you know. But if he had more equal talent, I mean, if he was the head coach of Penn State in 2019, that game would not have been 42 to nothing. Oh, I agree. Um, so, you know, and we'll see this year. I mean, they're much more talented. I mean, I know we're not playing them, but maybe something happens in the playoffs I mean, or a bowl know, game, and we'll them. see what happens. Yeah. Um. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with Luke. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's wild what some of this stuff could bring. I would. Um, I wouldn't actually. I would not want Micah Parsons being coached by Luke Fickle. Oh, me neither. <laughs> that, that's actually that was good that he wasn't the coach. Yeah. That team. I mean, I don't think Ohio State in 2019 any chance they would have lost to Penn State. In that no, game, but they have they had some really good defensive players. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the Buckeyes, uh, Indiana night game in Bloomington. So uh, I can't wait for this game. It seems like after all the crap that got talked about, and like I know not much, very little that came actually from Indiana. It was pretty much from their five fans that just came out of nowhere and. You know, I, the one thing that sucks about them kind of having now like a tip more of a typical Indiana season is that it's like now some of those people like they've went back into their holes. Like I was hoping that, you know, they were out and talking a bunch of crap and then <laughs> Ohio State beats them by 50. And, you know, so like, you know what will be odd? And I do expect Ohio State to win this game. And we'll talk about that, like scores and everything a little bit later, how I think it's going to play out. But Indiana, if they lose, they're going to lose five games to five top 10 teams. Like what a brutal, brutal yeah. schedule that is. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? And Luke's got to like, speaking back to Luke now, he is like somewhere in the back of his head. He needs to be kind of rooting for that. No, Indiana here. <laughs> He's not rooting for Indiana. Over I know, it's State. like Notre Dame's not really doing him a lot of favors. And, more than Indiana is. Indiana's really not doing him any favors. <laughs> so it's like I know. Like, and it's just seem there's still like a part of me that thinks that depending what happens in the SEC, if Oklahoma and Ohio State come down to the season, you know, with Ohio State only having the one loss and Oklahoma being undefeated, is yeah. I think they're both in over Cincinnati. <laughs> like I just like I would have to see it from the yeah. from the um committee to believe it. Like, I mean, all Cincinnati can do is just kind of like what I say about Ohio State at this point. Like, it's not just like control your own destiny and win. Like, you got to beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and and they have been to their credit. They, they have been. Yeah. They have been. They won their tough games. You know, Notre Dame, they controlled that. Um, Indiana, I mean, it was a good game going into the fourth, I think. But they pulled away <laughs> and won by two scores, I'm pretty sure. So, they controlled that at least the end score looks like that. You know, they won really big in that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, they don't got a schedule. No, they don't got much of anything left that really you would respect. So you just, 
you're supposed to beat the teams by 50. You got to beat them by 50. And they have a hard one this week because they got Navy. Yeah. And Which? that's not, that's no picnic to make Navy look bad. I'm not saying Cincinnati's going to lose. I think they'll win, but I don't know. I think it's like a three touchdown spread. And I just, that's really hard. I mean, sometimes it's hard to even score 21 points on Navy. Yeah. Do you get the ball enough times? Right. That, you know, considering you're going to, Punt the ball a couple times, you know, are you going to get the ball enough times to really score three more touchdowns in Navy? Mm-hmm. Um, so, new kids, so they're going to be having, what, a freshman start for uh I don't know. Indiana. Now That's, today it sounds like Tuttle's starting Tuttle's back. Again. So, it, I think it's up in the air who the starter could be. It could either be Tuttle or it could be, uh, I think his name's Donovan McCauley. McCauley. Yeah. He's a true big, freshman. Big, big kid. I mean, oh, yeah. He's 6'4", 200 pounds. I mean, definitely looks like a hell of an athlete. So, I don't know. I might. At this point, if I was them, you know, Penix ain't coming back. You know, like, is it really hurting? I mean, yeah. It's it's Ohio State. I mean, you don't want to maybe discourage a freshman. But, you know, is it hurting the future of your program by just throwing him into the lion's den and just be like, you know what? Prove it. You know, and if you get your butt kicked, you know, just use it as a as a Learn teaching, it. Yeah, a teaching it. moment and you know like if, as an ohio state fan i'd be okay with that because yeah. i think we could win by you know a lot even though i think we're gonna win by a lot anyways but mm. and then that makes us look better at the end of the day no so yeah that's a that would be interesting now watch last week's game with indiana you know their defense is still their defense the defense uh, is good like they're and, you know, there are defenses giving Ohio State some fits over the years at different times since, you know, he's been the head coach and, you know, he was the defensive coordinator before that, that, I mean, I, it just, I don't think that it's not going to be competitive like the second half was last year, but I think this was, this will be a great test for CJ Stroud yeah. because it's really, you got some big time defenses coming down the stretch here. And this is a good one to start off against because they're going to throw a lot of things at them. They run a three, four, you know, they do a lot of different blitzes. Uh, they come from a lot of different angles. He throws a lot of, you know, secondary blitzes, you know, they'll blitz the corners. They're going to blitz the safeties. So, I mean, you don't always know. And they're and on top of that. They also run a lot of zone. And so, He's going to have to run with a lot of pressure in his face and he's going to have to pick his spots and find his open guys in the zone. So it's not an easy defense to play against, which has always been a credit to Indiana that that's been the one thing that they've really improved on and they've looked good doing it. Yeah. And, you know, I was looking through their defense earlier today. Um, They've only given up over 300 yards passing once and wild enough. That was to Western Kentucky. (laughs) And so, and they gave up, and it was like, it was 31 completions for 365 yards, 8.3 yards per completion. So, um, you know, not bad. That's definitely, you know, not bad on their part. And then the only time this year they've given up 200 rushing yards was to Penn State, and they averaged five yards per carry. So they got a good defense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, but the good thing, you know, for Coach Day and stuff like that, you know what their defense is like it's mm-hmm. you now you've played their defense how many years now you know his defense is it's his defense so you you're you know what to expect from him you have abilities as an offensive-minded coach be like they're gonna throw this at you they're gonna throw that at you he probably has an idea of what they're gonna come at uh cj with so it's you know so for, as an offensive-minded coach 
he should be able to build a game plan around it. And we'll see how CJ holds it. I mean, he's looked so much better. Excuse me. Um, that he's looked so much better the last several weeks to where necessarily he started. It, not looking bad. It's just, you know, I mean, it's been night and day right now, like how he's looking. Yeah. And, you know, I threw this out there on Twitter, and I think this is where the game's going to start for him, that it is such a wide open race right now in the Heisman Trophy thing that CJ Stroud could come and win this Heisman. Like, it's like, oh, it's very possible. I don't think it's very a, even an outside chance that he could do it. I think he's in, like, the group now. And yeah. that if he has a good rest of October into November, I mean, He's playing Indiana. He's going to play Penn State. He's going to play Michigan State, and he's going to play Michigan. And so he's going to very easily possibly play two, if not three, top ten teams, mm-hmm. you know, depending where Michigan State is when they fall into it. Because I think Penn State will be a top ten team, and I think that uh, there's a good chance Michigan will be a top ten team when they play them. So You're assuming Michigan's beating Michigan State there. <sighs> yeah, I think I think they are, but <laughs> I think they will. I mean, it seems like the couple times, I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit. I mean, it just seems like a couple times I've kind of guessed against them this year that they're starting to prove me wrong. And, yeah. you know, not saying that I think Ohio State, I think that's going to be, that's going to be the game that's going to put a lot of people's minds that, okay, Ohio State's the playoff team. And like, do well, I hope people realize it before then? I think there's going to be some outside thoughts and that's going to, and that's why I think that game will probably even be more important than the big time championship game that I just right now, like what it feels like is it feels like the goalposts are moving every single week. It's like offense does great against Rutgers. Well, it's Rutgers. It's like, I thought it was a good Rutgers. Like, what do you mean? It's, it's just Rutgers. Yeah. I, we've said that for years, but I thought it's a good Rutgers, yeah. but now uh, the offensive performance meant nothing defense. I mean, gave up some yards, but shut down Maryland. Well, it's Maryland. Well, you said this Maryland team was going to torch us three weeks ago. Like, no. you know, this is the most explosive team. And I get they had injuries, but it just, I mean, you already feel it happening. And then if the offense looks good against Indiana's defense, it's going to be Indiana head guys out. And yeah. so you're not going to get any credit till next week. And then we'll see next week if Sean Clifford's hurt, you know, no. then gets pushed back another week. So you might be right just because. You know, after a while, you got to stop running out of excuses when a yep. team's looking good. And, you know, I think, you know, Purdue's going to be a pretty good, you know, possibly matchup for them. They don't do well in Columbus. Though. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Not they're, always. they're looking okay. You know, they they beat Iowa. So, I mean. They beat Iowa down. And like, they looked like the more physical team. <laughs> like. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I wasn't really scared of Iowa to begin with. But if they end up with the West, man, I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. Let's, so- get, let's get through the East. Yeah, so I think really do think that this schedule is setting up for C.J. Stroud to definitely be in New York, and he could be a front runner going into New York. Like, yeah, I and then, and that is just as much as how good he's doing as it is that just nobody's showcasing themselves this mm-hmm. year. I mean, you had no favorites coming back this year either. I mean, oh, there was that- no Trevor Lawrence's, there was no uh, Mac Jones's or anything like that. So like. It is a wide open race. Like I, I've seen a lot of people talk about Bijan. I mean, that's yeah. a very much possibility too, just because it's very wide open. And you know, so I mean, Texas got to stop losing. Yeah, I agree, and I think that would hurt him. That uh, you know, 
I think if one of these quarterbacks, like a CJ Stroud or possibly even this new kid out of, you know, the kid out of Oklahoma now, if one of these kids. He is not, he's played one game. Well, <laughs> if he ends up looking as good coming down the rest of his games, you know, he could be, that could be an interesting uh, possibility. I get one game halfway through the season, though. Like, it's a little late to start to say that that guy's going to have Heisman numbers. And how does Young look at Alabama? I think, he, you know, there's always a. Well, he's there. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be there. So. If one of these quarterbacks are looking good and they're on a good team, then it's probably, it will be theirs to lose. I mean, Bijan has to gain a lot. It's, it's a big time mountain for non quarterbacks to have to climb. I mean, even with, you know, when you think about how good Smith was last year, which probably was the shoe and the win, the Heisman, there was still a lot of discussion in the last couple of weeks. Like is, could Mac Jones beat him out because his quarterback versus, you know, right. versus the receivers. Um, but I think that, uh, I really do think CJ Stroud will be in it. And I think we're going to see, uh, we're going to see a lot from him. I think on the other side of the ball, Indiana is just, they've not been that impressive. They have good right wide receivers. It's just, who's getting them the ball. Who's getting them the ball. I've not been in, seen anything in their running game. I've watched a few of their games this year. I mean, they've shown some flashes. It's they're just, off. Uh, their offense is bad. And so I think that sets up perfectly for Ohio state's defense. It's just another building block that keeps growing, gaining, uh, just confidence in yourself. So yeah. like on that side of the ball, I'm not worried. I don't see where Indiana has the horses that are going to put up points against Ohio state's defense. And I'm just more interested to see how Stroud looks against a very competent defense. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how CJ looks. Looking can they get Can they get Henderson going? Well, or? looking forward to what Ohio state has to do to move the ball. Like if you're not throwing the ball because, you know, they got the blitzes working again like they did last year in the second half. The cornerbacks, you know, assuming that the starters are healthy and they're actually giving up a some sort of, you know, contention to uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Um, it, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what adjustments you make. If their defense is playing well, do you attack them where they're not focusing on as a defense? Do you just run all over? Yeah. So, yeah, I think... uh Definitely uh, looking forward to this game. Uh, sucks that we had an off week last week, but it was a good off week. Uh, you know, it's a good time to get us uh, coming down the stretch, get some guys healthy, uh, you know, but it, it wasn't a great college football weekend last week. You know, I mean, Iowa lost. There was some decent games on, especially earlier in the game. I mean, the night games were horrible. And uh, you thought the night games were going to be the better, possibly decent games. And then they just, Georgia, Kentucky was supposed to be good. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know what I, to say about that. It's like they're doing anything they can to get Georgia into the playoffs because uh, <laughs> it's like they beat another top 10 team or whatever they were. And uh, so it's, uh, Clemson should have lost to Syracuse. Yeah. Oregon should have lost to Cal. I mean, how many times are we going to say, I mean, how many teams are going to continue bailing? I mean, Clemson could have five losses. Clemson legitimately should only have <laughs> one win this year. Like, that's crazy to me. Um, And I still don't, I don't, I just don't get it. Like how, uh, how are they that guys <laughs> like with that? They have talent there. Like, how are they that far off? I don't know. There's just something. <laughs> well, something's not clicking with that team, but that offensive line's got awful. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking going into the season with that offensive line. And um, I, I put on Twitter, I'm like, they're doing their best 2002 Ohio state Buckeye impersonation, but they forgot that, or they didn't get the memo. You got to win all the games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so I think uh, kind of touch. We'll we'll touch on our 
final thoughts about Indiana here in a couple minutes. We'll go through some games. So before we get into this week's game, uh, Iowa Purdue, man, that was not <laughs> like that was that was unexpected. Yeah, I didn't. In no way did I think Purdue was going to pull that off. I mean, I don't think Iowa is the team that I would ever like predict in um because I knew it was a decent Purdue team. I would never predict them that they would have just blown Purdue out in that game. But man, the way that ended up. I mean, let's look at this. So Purdue had over 370 yards passing. Wow. Um, Iowa didn't even have what they have like 250 yards offense total. They just don't have the offense. Like if they, if they go up against a team that can actually put numbers on that defense, they are screwed. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't see where they're going to be able to play uh, against any of the Eastern powerhouses just because, I mean, I, Penn State, if it wasn't for Clifford going down, I mean, Penn State beats them by what two touchdowns, probably. Like, if yeah, and if Minnesota can get any sort of healthy, yeah. or hell, even Nebraska, they've been playing people close. You know, if they can, they haven't played Iowa yet, right? No, neither one of them have. I don't know Iowa makes it to Indianapolis now. No, I saw some real weaknesses exposed in that game. Yeah. Um. It was just, uh, you know, Purdue. I mean, Purdue still has Ohio State, but, you know, they could be a, they could be a dark horse there to make it to mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Uh, those pitches would be very interesting. Like, I'm really, inter- I, I'm liking how Minnesota's played. So, well, Purdue only has one conference loss. Yeah, I'm liking how Minnesota is playing. So, I'm like, like, part of me thinks that. I kind of felt like, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were going to like, I said before that game, I'm like, like, I could see this being a rematch at the end of the year. And then, you know, Ibrahim gets hurt and I'm just like, well, their season's over. And now I'm starting to think that, you know, we might have a rematch at the end of the year. Like they might be the best team out in the West. I mean, without, (coughs) they can throw, I think a little bit. I mean, definitely Purdue being able to throw helps. I don't know, man. I mean, Purdue has to play us, and that'll probably give them a second conference loss. So Iowa has to win out, but I don't know. I don't think Minnesota is going to be a walk in the park for them. No. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what they got left on their schedule that. Well, you know, and that was tough. Nebraska's their last game. You know, though, it's going to be the one game this year where Wisconsin shows up and they're going to not cut well. That's next week. I don't know. Wisconsin, I mean, they've been so bad offensively. and. And Graham Mertz is just prone to turning the ball over. And that's what Iowa does so well to get themselves ahead in these games. So I don't know. That'll be an interesting game next weekend. I don't think Wisconsin can do it, though. But I don't know, man. I think it's it's interesting for sure because Minnesota right now definitely could be the team to uh, to do this. They yeah. could definitely be the team to they could get in over in the West. Yeah. That's assuming Ohio State doesn't lose to Purdue, which, you know, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen again, especially I think in Columbus. Be, I think Ryan Day is going to, I think he's going to get that. I mean, he was coaching on the team when that happened. So I think that's probably in the back of his Coaching on the team in 2017 also. This time, uh, I, owe, I owe Purdue one, so it's going to happen. And I know he wants to give Iowa the payback also, so hopefully they do make it. Yeah. All right, so let's quickly just – there's not really that many impressive uh, top 25 games, uh, but there's some uh, decent top 25 games against decent uh, non-ranked teams. So, I mean, we'll run through a couple of these. Um, 
Um, Oklahoma State, Iowa State could be a very interesting game. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Iowa, Iowa State, Iowa State's well, favorite. It's at home. Yeah, and they're favored by a touchdown. Uh, which is, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I get it. It's a home game, and you know, but they have two losses. I'm just surprised they're favored by a full touchdown against Oklahoma. It's an undefeated team. But. Oklahoma State has a good defense, but they're, they're another one that I don't think their offense is really, you know, very complete. You think Iowa State covers there, or you think it's maybe a little closer? I think it's closer than seven. I think, I think Iowa State will beat them, but I don't think they'll beat them by a touchdown. I'm picking Oklahoma State for the win. Well, I mean, they're undefeated, eighth ranked team in the country. So, I would love to see. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see uh, Bethlehem being undefeated versus undefeated that'd be that'd that be would, fun that would be a lot and fun. then possibly them i'm assuming that's the last week of the year then possibly them playing each other the following week so like well, i didn't think of that um so that would be uh that would be interesting to me what if they split <laughs> what they the would not, probably knock both of them out of the playoffs. yeah and then what happens cincinnati would be very happy that would be great wow um I hope that happens. That'd be fun. Oregon, LS, Oregon, USCLA. Um, Oregon's ranked. UCLA's not. Five and one, five and two. UCLA's favorited by a point. <laughs> you know they're the home team. So, uh, what are your, what's your thoughts there? What time is this? Three thirty. Three thirty. Um, I mean, UCLA's been running more at people this year. <sighs> Oregon's got a good run defense. Let's see. Total yards are about the same. Yards allowed. <coughs> I mean, roughly the same. And Oregon gives up a couple more. They said they're scoring the same points per game. Um, UCLA gives up a few more points per game. I'm I don't know. Oregon's like been hanging by a thread. They lost to Stanford. And I I just I want them out of there. I mean, we talked about it before. I know you don't necessarily think. They pose much of a threat to Ohio State. Another loss helps the Buckeyes tremendously. It's just I don't think the Buckeyes are going to need it. Just but you but, never know. But like I but, was, but like I was saying when we were talking before, like Ohio State is kicking the crap out of people right now. If Oregon and I don't think they got the personnel to just flip a switch and start doing that, but if they start doing that and then they're like, well, Ohio State and Oregon are both beating everyone by four touchdowns. Yeah. They got the head to head. Like they look like they both look like one of the top four teams in the country. So, you know, we got to go that route. Like, I just think that let's just get them out of the way. Yeah. No, I, I, and I agree with that. That's, it's a good strategy that, uh, I, I mean, and just my whole thing with opinion, I just don't think that the, the Pac 12 gets any love from the committee. And I think that, uh, the way the Buckeyes are playing, even if Oregon would start, you know, handling teams a little bit better, I, the committee makes up stuff as they go. And mm-hmm, I just true, think yeah. they would say at the end of the day, you know, even if they get questioned on it, I've been like, you know, we don't think this is the same Ohio State team that they played in week two. And we think Ohio State would handle them if they played, you know, right anywhere else down the road. If I mean, if all things hold pad, I think we'll have a pretty good indication the first playoff rankings to see what they think about Oregon, if we would need Oregon to lose another game, but uh, might as well, I might as well lose this week. So uh, I'm saying UCLA wins. I'm actually saying UCLA wins too. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not impressed with, uh, I think it would be a big win for chip. Uh, I think he, uh, he really probably has this game circled and it's just that they have not been that impressive that, uh, I mean, like you said, they should have lost the cow. There's a couple games they should have lost in there. So, I mean, you know, 
mm-hmm. that uh, I don't know. I mean, it still ticks me off. The Buckeyes lost that game, but it was at the end of the day, it was probably a good loss because it let Ohio state have to fix some of the stuff that they needed to fix. And uh, sometimes I don't think, I think it's a lot harder to make those types of changes off a win. Off a win, yeah. Even if how bad you look, if Ohio State comes up back and wins that game, that I don't know if it's, well, yeah, Oregon's a tough team, though, and, you know, we persevered and we won. When you got, right, when you got no room for error, it's a lot more helpful than, you know, winning by the skin of your teeth and just thinking you're always going to find a way to prevail. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um Next game I actually want to talk about is Clemson versus Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think that was going to be the the last of the top 25s we're going to talk about because uh, I think Ole Miss should beat LSU, and I think Alabama will handle Tennessee pretty easily. Those are the only possible ones I was looking at to also talk about. What if USC beats Notre Dame? <laughs> they could happen. I mean, I'm just I'm still not impressed with Notre Dame. and I mean, I'm not impressed with USC. Yeah, but <laughs> I think those teams are much more evenly matched than a lot of people think they are. All right, Clemson, Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's going to win. <laughs> I think Pittsburgh's going to beat them by at least two scores, and that might be nine points. Yeah, but I think Pittsburgh's going to beat them by. Well, I think they have more a, than a touchdown. I think they have been given a. They got a good offense. NC State should have beat you know NC State did mm-hmm. beat them. Who was the one that um, Boston College should have beat them? And uh, Syracuse. Syracuse should have beat them. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Could have beaten them, but I would say for the sure, those two should have definitely beat them. Yes. Like, so that, I mean, that's four losses. So like, yeah, I know. And that Pittsburgh, I don't know. I guess maybe we'll see how good Pittsburgh's offense really is. Maybe we'll see how good Georgia or Clemson's defense really is. And maybe that'll be an indicator then how good is Georgia really? Yeah, and I know it's the first game, so and we we say Ohio State gets better week in week out. You can't say Georgia has a guy. No, I've been pretty impressed with Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I'm not impressed. I mean, so I'll take that off the table. The only thing I'm not impressed right now with Georgia, and he's doing okay, is that they they need a different quarterback. I mean, we'll see if Daniels comes back or not. But like, uh, it just I don't think he can lead him to a national title. Like, it, no, if Daniels comes back healthy i think he's actually a good enough quarterback i mean i'm not going to say he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country i think he's a good enough quarterback with that defense that he can get to the ball to their weapons i think they actually with munkin does have a better offense it's just you know i think with him it becomes a lot more interesting because Mm -hmm. This could be the year if they have a competent enough offense. This could be the year where their defense is just so out, just outright nasty that they're going to win the national title and off of their defense. And it doesn't happen so much anymore. It's usually yes, the best defense that night wins the game when they, it, but it's not been you know offense wins games, defense wins championships anymore. It's usually the best defense of that night wins the championship. But I don't you know, know, man. There's been a lot that the last offense to score wins the national title. There's been the best, that too. The best and offense wins. Like, but it, it, a lot has changed over the years. And but you kind of get that Denver Broncos, uh, you know, Carolina Panthers feel that every now and then. If you just have that great defense, they're going to smother, you know, they can smother an offense. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I'm kind of getting that feel with Georgia. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But uh, like if Alabama makes it to the SEC title game, we'll see what Georgia's about. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and that's not saying Alabama's going to handle them in any way. I just we'll see what they're about. If they can handle that offense, then I think they'll be OK. Yeah. In the playoffs. But yeah. 
going back to Pittsburgh Clemson, I, I just, I think I, I could see it being a seven to 10 point win for Pittsburgh. Like just not impressed with Clemson at all. And I just don't get it. It's like, I, I get that. Uh, I know a lot of Buckeye fans, well, the Buckeyes uh, threw out the blueprint, how to beat them. And like, yeah, I mean, the blueprint was out there. I mean, the blue, they should have beat them in 2019. I mean, you know, Venables is, you can put him, he's such an aggressive coach. You can, you can put him on the ropes with smart offensive coaching and like, well, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow gave the blueprint how to beat them. Yeah. If you, Um, if you got the weapons to go downfield on those guys, Clemson don't have a prayer. Yeah. I agree. Um, Right now, at least, I mean, if they get a defensive line, like they had an 18, then yeah. Yeah, but still, it's just, I don't know. But then they don't, they don't have the offensive line to stop you on the other side. I just don't, I'm, their offensive line is definitely where it started. And I was just, offensively, I was not expecting this this year out of them. Like, you know, they have a pretty good receivers, you know, you know, he, there's so much, so much praise. And he looked good last year in the games he got into like, you know, DJ, I think what Clemson did was they got a little too carried away with the success they saw against Alabama with Justin Ross and T Higgins on the field together. And they kind of got stuck just getting six, four guys yeah. for receivers. You need a guy that can get separation, can run routes, can extend drives in the middle of the field. I mean, throwing the ball to the sideline, 50, 50 balls, even if you say, well, they're really oh. 60, 40, 70, 30, that's no way to live. Like that is no way to win football games. It's 50, 50. If you have a good enough corners. I mean, we saw that in 19. I mean, it wasn't those guys who beat Ohio State. Right. It was everything in the middle of the field. And they don't have that right now. Yeah. And you need that. You need to be able to move the change, like your chains, excuse me. So yeah, I mean, I just I think that's a lot of what happened was they got sloppy with recruiting. Like you people want to bitch about stud. Like, you know, they got real bad recruiting their offensive line. They lost their offensive line. And then they stopped caring about playmakers and they just wanted these big bodied receivers that, you know, you can't live with just catching the ball, you know, fade routes in the end zone or just catching the ball on the sideline all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And you don't have Trevor Lawrence there anymore. Yeah. So I definitely think Pittsburgh's going to win that game. And I think they will easily cover because I think it's, it's like a three and a half point favorite that they're favorite by. And, uh, Mm-hmm. I think they will probably get it to they get it to 10. I think so. And maybe not anymore, but I think they can they'll win by nine or 10. Yeah. All right. Big 10. Uh, we'll go right down the list because we're the last game actually of the night. So uh, Michigan Northwestern Michigan's home 23 and a half point favorite against Northwestern. What are you thinking? Northwestern usually keeps them closer, but I haven't been impressed with Northwestern stopping the run this year. Michigan does that really well. I'm going to say Michigan actually covers. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Uh, I think Michigan handles them pretty easily. Um, Illinois, Penn State. Uh, Penn State's home, 23-point favorite. Big night game coming next week into Columbus. Do they uh, Are they overlooking Illinois any to, you know? I think 12 o'clock is a weird time of day for that. Um, I don't know Clifford's healthy yet. I don't think he is. And... I think, you know, Illinois plays the type of game that they can, you know, keep it close, yeah. sloppy, you know, they'll try to control the line of scrimmage doesn't mean they will. Um, but I, I'd say Penn State wins, but I think it's going to be within like 13 or less points. Yeah. 
No, I agree with you. And I think, uh, I think Illinois probably covers, but I, I do think Penn state beats them. Really weird one. This one is for as bad as Wisconsin's been, they're somehow on the road, a three and a half point favorite against Purdue who just knocked off. Wisconsin always gets the benefit of the doubt. They, I don't know. Like Vegas loves those guys. Uh, I haven't seen anything from Wisconsin to make me think they'll win this game. So I'm going to say Purdue wins outright. Yeah, I think Purdue's going to beat them. So <laughs> like that just don't, that was a weird one for me. Minnesota home against Maryland and Minnesota is a four and a half point favorite. Both are four and two. Um, Maryland does have weapons. We know that uh, some are hurt though. Some are hurt. Um, Same with Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did Minnesota's defense stop them? I think Minnesota's I'm going to say they're going to win and they're going to cover. Like, I just think that maybe a touchdown or so. I think it's coming down to, like I said, I am, I'm impressed at how the way that they're staying in this with everything that's happened. Well, they're still the most experienced team in the country and you know, they still have that going for them. And I think they could still, like I said earlier, I think it could come down to it's their, Decided the conference the the win right now. I believe in Minnesota, so I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say that they'll win this game. Um, yeah, I'll say they cover. They'll win by seven or more. And they only have to win by four and a half or more. Yeah. Five. Excuse All me. right, us, Indiana. We're on the road. We're the 21 point favorite. Who are you thinking offensively is your guy for this game? I think Tom Hallen is. Allen. Tom Allen has taken notice the uh, last two weeks or two games. He's seen what uh, Stroud's done and he's going to try to confuse Stroud. He's going to, you know, come in with his delayed blitzes, do some different things with his back seven. Um, I think it's going to be way open for the run game. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say Trey Henderson. I don't want to be crazy. I keep saying crazy stats for him. So let's say, 160 yards on the ground, 200 total yards. So he'll have at least 40 yards receiving um, three total touchdowns. No, I can see that easily. Um, defensively. And then I'll throw out mine. Uh, what do you think on defense? Are we going to get a fifth, fifth straight pick six? Yes. Yes, we will. Steel chambers. Come on down. <laughs> so steel chambers is going to get his pick like six that. this week. It's a good one. Um, Steel Chambers will be the defensive player of the game. He'll have a sack and he'll have, I don't know, two tackles for loss. He'll lead the team in tackles, but he's going to get a pick six. No. Offensively, I'm going with, uh, I actually agree with you with Henderson. I just think that uh, they're going to throw a lot at Stroud, and I think Ryan Day is going to be very open to just letting his running game, you know, Mm -hmm. just beat the brakes off of them and just, open loosen up their defense and then i th- think stroud will then start really hitting i yeah. think stroud will be fine it's just i think ryan day will come in with that and the mindset is that you know they're gonna throw they're gonna throw a lot at him so let's ease him into this game we'll use henderson to do that uh they're gonna probably be running a lot of different zones and stuff like that so there should be openings in there um so i i, I agree with henderson um i actually uh I think they're going to get a pick six. He's not going to be my, uh, my guy, but I think it's going to be seven banks. I think it's banks turn to get one. Uh, it'll be on one because it, it'll be off one of those big receivers off the outside yeah. and he'll jump a route. Um, I think, uh, 
I think we're gonna have another big game out of the defensive line. Um, I've, I mean, I really want to say. I think Tyreek Smith's gonna be back this week. I think it's gonna be one of the tackles again. It's gonna be uh, Haskell should be playing. I think it'll either be him. He'll be impressive. He'll be back, or it's gonna be a freshman. I mean, Tyreek, Mister Tyreek Williams. I uh, the guy's just on Give me one. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh with Haskell. I think okay. he'll play. Um and I think it'll be him. And he's just when he plays, he's just they're neither one of them are blockable. So uh that's who I'm going with. Uh all right. 21 point favorite. Buckeyes cover. What's the score? What are you thinking? I think they cover. I've been going back and forth with this thing about who the quarterback possibly could be. Do they hit us with something <laughs> that we're not ready for? Um, you know, is the defense for real? At the end of the day, though, just when you're playing these offenses that really just don't have the firepower to score on you, and even like Maryland did, but when you do this zone stuff and you're giving your playmakers a chance to see the ball make a play and you're not playing against great offenses that are just throwing the ball up in the air, I think they got a, you know, they got a chance to really shut this team down this week. Um, I know they have a good defense. I think it's going to be more so that Indiana's offense is going to kind of screw their defense in this game that the defense just what can you do when you're on the field all the time so um, I'm going to go ahead and say Ohio State's going to win 55 to 10 like that um, it's a big time cover similar in both um, I think they'll cover too um, I'm actually had it as a 49 14 okay. I think that the I think Ohio State's just uh, I agree with you I think that I think in that first quarter, maybe that first quarter and a half, Indiana's going to be very aggressive against them, but I think they will get tired just like what you think. And I think that just spells disaster because that's now you're tired trying to chase Olave and Garrett Wilson mm-hmm. and Jackson Smith and uh, good luck with the Trevion and uh, the running backs uh, trying to tackle them when you're tired. So like, and I just don't see where this offense is, can even come this ain't the offense that's gonna that we played against last year that just came back on us in the second half and like and we got a completely different defensive scheme out there exactly so yep I think that's uh that's what we are going to go with uh so get on out of here tonight. all right well thank you everyone for stopping in tonight to the Buckeye Bar I'm John I'm Mike O H I O.